Good morning, Tamika. Good morning. How are you today? Yeah, good. How good. Are you? Uh, yeah, not too bad. You know, right on. Yeah. So, how's your week been? Busy. I say that every week, but busy. Yeah. What have you been doing? College. College, yeah. What's going Editing. on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Which leads me on to oh, editing. Why did I say that? Yeah, thank you. Uh, I just wanted to put out there that um, Meeks edits so we write our own we mm-hmm. research and write our own cases but meeks edits puts music in does all of our instagram stuff so uh yeah just shout out to you meeks because thank you so much for just letting me turn up and talk shit for like three hours no worries it's a dream come true yeah right and like, we both enjoy everything we do so yeah exactly so so you've been college in this week yeah. what else anything um no. <laughs> Boring life. Yeah. Checking in with me. Yeah. Is this okay? Is yeah. that okay? I told Ryan the other day that I'm moving in. Yeah. Literally. I've got my little what, bed under the stairs. What was funny is that he did, like, didn't really say anything. Yeah. Like, he totally expects right. it to happen at some point. Yeah. Just be like a little crime junkie under my stairs. Literally. <laughs> my little stickers all over the, all over yeah. the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, he was just like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I say it now because I'm like, Oh, by the way, I'm moving in because he's gonna go. Fucking hell, are you here enough? <laughs> <laughs> so I sort of jump in before him. Um, yeah, this week, what have I been doing? Um, oh, I took my mum to the airport. She's gone yeah. back to Spain now. Mm-hmm. I think she got really fed up with the weather in the end. Yeah, right. She's a very sunny person, right? She is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she's gone back to to Spain. Uh, I, I do miss having her there. Also, she's like makes everything so tidy and yeah. now I have to do all the tidying up mm-hmm. um, what else what did we do the week? oh everyone was poorly at the weekend so mm-hmm. we yeah, just too. I just looked after everyone and yeah nasty everyone that's yeah. a good house played, played Play-Doh that was, cool. that was great yeah. and Lego that was great fun uh, yeah so I oh, know I came down here when did I come down Saturday maybe and you're like massaging Lego uh, not Lego what the fuck massaging <laughs> Play-Doh massaging Lego I, I was know. like was I <laughs> I love how I'm like, was I? Uh, yeah, probably. That's totally normal for you. Yeah, that would be a totally normal thing for me to do. No, you're a massage and play doh. Was I? Yeah. Oh, uh, normal. Oh, yeah, love them. Of course. When they're sleeping. <laughs> so we actually haven't told each other any of the cases that we've done, like that we're doing this week. No, like we've managed to keep it like properly so under. Hard. I told Ryan instead because I was just like, I need to. Like to practice, someone. and I need to tell someone, and I just really like the title. I didn't tell him what it was about, but I knew it would make like make him chuckle because, yeah. you know, private yeah. humour and all that. I know you're like, are you sure you don't want to tell me? And I, with all my heart, wanted to tell you, but I, I know just, I tried getting it out of you, I like know. seeing if you would break because you are so easy to break at Christmas. I know, I know, <laughs> I'm just an easy person, but. I am super excited for you to hear my case, but I'll let you go first. Okay, so am I going to go first this week? Because I went first last week. Yes, but but my case is very light-hearted. Okay. And I don't say that about crime. No, no, no. it's not murder, murder. It's just crime, crime. (laughs) It's not murder, murder, but it's crime, crime. exactly. Okay. And, well, mine is murder, murder, and crime, crime, and fucked right up. Yeah, so I thought (laughs) I'd let you go first, and then... We can finish on a little bit of a lighter note. Yeah, I'd like that. Because okay. it's, it's a nice day as well today. Yeah, so, yeah. it's not bad at all. Okay. So, okay, this week, um, I wanted to go obscure. I've got this real, like, real fascination with serial killers in Russia. 
Oh. Russia spins me out like it's too big. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> that is massive. Judge it by the size. Yeah, and you know Putin and all of that. They're just I think that they're scary. Yeah, and they got their big red button and stuff. Um, so I went like delving for Russian serial killers, but okay. then I wanted to do a woman. Okay. And so I just thought it'd be really interesting to find a female. Uh-huh. And I came across this case, which I have actually read about before and gone say what yeah and then like it came up and i was like yes i want to go delving okay because there are some quite well-known serial killers in russia but i wanted to sort of go a bit deeper a bit deeper so are you ready Uh, because i don't know (laughs) uh, i'm about to tell you the story of tamara samsonova aka the granny ripper on the 23rd of july 2015 a couple, Ooh, so it's new. Uh, yeah. A couple that lived in an apartment complex in St. Petersburg, Russia, decided they would take their dog for a walk. As they were leaving, a large plastic bag caught the attention of their dog. As you know, dogs will sniff out anything. Right. And you know, if your dog is paying a little bit more attention to something, that it's worth having a look mm-hmm. because, yeah. Dogs are clever. They are. When the couple opened up the bag, they made the gruesome discovery of a butchered torso. The police were informed, and while looking through CCTV, they saw what seemed to be an elderly lady disposing of a very large saucepan. (gasps) What the fuck? Security footage. I think I've heard of this, you know. Really? I think so, yeah. Okay. So, security footage also caught the same woman dragging a large bin bag to the side of the building. What the fuck? Oh, Granny's a little cute, cutesy, and... (laughs) Oh, do you want a cup of tea, my love? Yeah, no. Not this one. Footage was time-stamped two nights prior to the discovery of the torso. Wow. Interesting. The person in both pieces of surveillance footage was quickly identified as 68-year-old Tamara Samsonova. Oh, my God. Is this, is this appropriate to laugh at? Because I'm an inappropriate laugher and... Me too. And, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Like, my mum is... Sorry, mum, but... Like, 62. Yeah. And I cannot imagine in six years' time, like... Her whole, hauling a body over the, over the road. Tensies made her mad. But <laughs> yeah. Like, that... Bodies are heavy. Yeah, right. Like, I don't know if you've ever tried to move, like, a drunk friend or something. Yeah, but yeah. That, like, bodies are... Mm-hmm. dead weight yeah of course <laughs> okay no pun intended yeah right <laughs> okay so born april 25th in 1947 in krasnoskri kray i hope i've pronounced that okay <laughs> i've been practicing yeah but it's hard uh tamara sansonova lived with uh her husband in the same apartment complex for 40 years wow i'd get bored would you yeah like i know like home beds and that but some people really build up a community though yeah um i love the change yeah so after graduating from high school tamara arrived in moscow and entered the moscow state linguistic university after graduating she moved to st petersburg where she married her husband in 1971 she and her husband settled into the newly built panel house number four dimitrov street for some time, she worked for in-tourist travel agency, in particular in the Grand Hotel Europe. The amount of work experience Samsonova gathered at the time of her retirement was 16 years. Wow. So she had a good job. Mm-hmm. She had, you know, 16 years, pretty good going. Yeah, right. 
In 2000, Samsonova's husband mysteriously disappeared. Mm. She appealed to the police, but the case went cold. Right. And they just left it. Yeah, that's... And that was that. That's so strange. Really strange. Yeah, right. I also couldn't find any reports of like, any children mm. okay. uh, of, of hers. So I did go trying to, you know, down the rabbit hole, but couldn't see. So lived in the same part, you know, same yeah. place for 40 years. And then in 2000, her husband disappears. And <sighs> that's that. Yeah, that's weird. After her husband's disappearance, Samsonova began renting out a room in her apartment. According to investigators, on September the 6th, 2003... Is there video footage to this? Yeah. Yeah, I know which one it is. Okay, carry on. Sorry. Rude. Yeah, I know. During an argument, she killed her tenant. Mm -hmm. He was a 44-year-old man named... Here we go again. Volodya from Norsalik. Okay. That was good pronunciation. Thanks. <laughs> so she then dismembered him and discarded his body parts around the streets where she lived. What the fuck? In March 2015, uh-huh. Samsonova met 79-year-old Valentina Yulanova. She also lived on Dimitrov Street. A friend of the two asked Yulanova to shelter Samsonova for a time due to the fact that Samsonova's apartment was being renovated, to which Yulanova agreed. Okay. So she obviously put her up for a little bit. Okay. Samsonova lived in Yulanova's apartment for several months, helping with housework, a bit of cleaning, supporting uh, Yulanova. However, she began to really like living there and wanting to stay there for longer and refusing to move out. So, outstayed her welcome, basically. Yeah, bit of a fucking weirdo. Unfortunately, over time, the relationship between the two friends deteriorated and Yulanova asked Samsonova to leave. Mm-hmm. Awkward. Mm-hmm. Right. After yet another argument, Samsonova decided she was going to poison her friend. Okay. Bit dr- dramatic, but... Yeah. The fuck? So, Samsonova travelled to Pushkin, where mm-hmm. she managed to persuade a pharmacist to sell her a prescription drug, a sleeping pill. Mm-hmm. Upon returning to the city, she bought an olivea, that's right, salad, which I looked up contains peas, potatoes, carrots, onion, meat, pickles, and eggs, and is mixed together with mayo. It sounds disgusting. Right. But sounds very Russian. Yeah. So they probably would think a Cornish pasty is minging. Yeah. But, you know. I'm not being funny if I ever go to Russia and olive, was it olive? It sounds, to me, when I looked at it, it looked like olive, but that's it's not. It's like olivier. Right, with the you Russian imagine, Yeah, with the Russian, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... I'll definitely not be ordering one of them if I ever go to Russia. But it was Yulanova's favourite, and, you know, obviously Samsonova had the sound of mind to know that that was her favourite salad, mm-hmm. and I want a poisoner, so I'm going to put some sleeping pills in it. So she then put the pills in the salad and gave it to her friend, and she just thought that... Yulanova just thought that Samsonova was doing something nice for her. Yeah, yeah, right. Samsonova then claims to have later found Yulanova's body lying on the kitchen floor. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> on the night of the 23rd of July, she proceeded to dismember it with two knives and a saw. What the fuck? You ready? Oh, I don't know. Firstly, she sawed off the victim's head. She then sawed the body in half, and then using the knives, she sheared it into pieces. What the fuck? Oh. 
I don't know if you've ever been to like a Chinese restaurant and ordered duck. Yeah. And they, they bring it over to the they, table. They, when I read that, that's that image yeah. that got conjured up in my head. Do you and know I what? cannot stop thinking about it. Do you know what it reminds me of? Is that pulled pork? Yeah. Because oh you. <laughs> What the fuck? No, but I know what you mean. When like, you shear it with like two forks almost. Not shear it, that's what you do at gardening. Shred it. Shred it, thank you. <laughs> you could do shit. Well, yeah, yeah. another instrument maybe for another murder, murder, crime, crime. Yeah. But yeah, that's what the, the it conjured up in my head. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like... I hope that isn't insensitive, but I, I suppose it's just what we, we're well, thinking. Well, yeah, no, when you're like reading or telling a story, you uh, conjure up an image in, in yeah. your head and that's what it conjured up for me. So I'm glad it's not just me. No. So, to take all the bags outside of the apartment, she had to go outside and return a number of times and left other parts of the body scattered around the house. Oh, fuck. The identity of the dead female was established on July 27th. So this all happened very mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah, got you. When the police knocked on Yulanova's apartment, Sam Sonova opened the door and when the police entered inside, they found traces of blood mm-hmm. in the bathroom. So she'd obviously done some sort of clear, clean yeah, up job, yeah. but not good enough. No. Because right. it says that the body parts were strewn around the apartment, but if you'd let the police in, that's probably something that they would see first. Yeah, right. So she's obviously, again, had the sound of mind to go, this isn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad, I need to clean up. Mm-hmm. What alerted the police to go and knock on the complex door mm-hmm. was, again, you know, people lived in, you know, things tomorrow lived there for... And they hadn't seen Yulanova, mm. and a friend was worried and wanted a welfare check done. Because when this friend went and knocked on the door, Samsonova answered and said, I saw her in the middle of the night drinking a drink in the hallway, and then she was gone. Mm. So her friend raised uh, a concern. Yeah. So Tamara was arrested immediately. On July 29th, 2015, Tamara Samsonova was brought to the Frunis District Court of St. Petersburg with the court issuing an order to detain her. Mm -hmm. She was forced to take a forensic psychiatric exam and on November 26th, 2015... Passed the exam. The results determined that she was a danger to society and herself and therefore she was to be placed in a specialised institution until the end of her investigation. Mm. See... I thought maybe a little bit like Kemper, like she would play it so that she looked sane. No. Fair enough. No, she is cuckoo. She is, and she's out there all over it. You you think she's fucking cuckoo? What the actual hell? Because it's a little bit like she's, it's almost like she's planned for to be found out and that she's okay with it. Yeah, she's accepted that. In December 2015, Samson was sent for a compulsory psychiatric treatment in a specialised hospital in Kazan. Mm Mm-hmm. So, according to media reports, police found a diary which contained details of some of the murders. One entry translated from Russian to English read, I killed my tenant, cut him up into pieces in the bathroom with a knife and put the pieces of his body in plastic bags and threw them away around the district. (sighs) The fuck? During questioning, she said that she and Yulanova had argued over, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Unwashed cups. What That's what they argued over. That's. Oh. And she admitted. Oh to no, the cups aren't clean. So I'm just going to kill you. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> she then sedated the older woman with sleeping pills and waited for her to become unconscious before she murdered her. So premeditated. Yeah, all for over sure, hundred percent. Like she knew it, surely. But at her first court appearance, Samsonova blew kisses at the reporters and played peekaboo, and she told the judge, and I quote. 
I am guilty and I deserve punishment. Should I do it in a Russian accent? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I saw the little roll of the tongue. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, she's not going to do it. No. Uh, I have been pre- preparing for this trial for 10 years. It's all deliberate. But she becomes inconsistent, claiming that she was an actress or a graduate of the prestigious uh, Academy of Russian Ballet. Uh, she then said that she worked at one of St. Petersburg's most prestigious hotels, which we know she did. Right, yeah, the so she's, Europe, what was it called? Yeah, the, the yeah. Grand Hotel Europe. She, it's almost, to me, when I'm looking at this, she's going, going in between, almost like she's got psychosis. Yeah. That there's, there's delusional, and then that she knows what's actually going on. Yeah, almost... Like early onset dementia, almost. Maybe you start no, like she knows what she's doing sometimes, but then sometimes she just doesn't. So psychosis, maybe early onset dementia. Maybe schizophrenia. Maybe they say I was doing old age in college the other day, and they were saying that mental health affects old like uh, psychosis and schizophrenia is really common in older people, especially with heart condition, which is a bit of a fact there for you. Um, That's really interesting. Yeah, and if you have a heart condition, people, uh, doctors and stuff, don't always realise that you've got mental illness because they're so fixated on fixing the heart problem. Yeah, the psychosis and stuff just is put to the side, so people suffer a lot with mental health when they're older. That's um, that's really like it's an interesting Mm. point to make because I suppose you know as you get older, your brain is deteriorating. Right. But if you've got a vascular problem, then you can have something called vascular dementia. Yeah which is related to a heart condition and you know if you it's the worst yeah so like you say they get so fixated on the heart that they anyway that was a sorry that's okay no 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 it's really interesting really interesting because you know what is old age what is dementia what is uh-huh. alzheimer's and what is mental health where where, where where is that line and who who puts them in those little yeah. boxes and go you know what is the test i don't know so, but what is known about uh, Samsonova is that she studied English and German at Moscow State Linguistic University, hence her diary entries. Yeah. Um, but she had a history of mental illness and had been hospitalised three times. Interesting. When told that she would remain in custody, she clapped her hands in delight. See, I Strange. this is so weird because people like, and I'm going to quote this guy a lot, obsessed. Okay. <laughs> Ed Kemper also said that he was done. He, he had finished his spree, he didn't want to do it anymore, and he was glad when he was caught. Mm. And this woman's sort of the same, so I, I find that really strange. Like, I think people see it more as a chore when they're old, like, mm. when they're in the longer part of their, like, killing spree. I think they think, I don't want to do this anymore, and I'm going to get caught. I think they know they're going to get caught. And also, if you, like, look, you know, she was saying that her apartment was being renovated. What's to say it wasn't really run down and yeah. she just made that up? And basically, she's got no children. Mm-mm. Her husband's disappeared. Mm-hmm. Quotations. Yeah. Who's going to look after her? Mm. And so going to a psychiatric hospital or even a prison, you're going to be looked after. Yeah. You're going to get given mm-hmm. meals. You're going to get a roof over your head. Yeah. Okay, there's a re- regime, but... Sometimes people like that. Some people, sometimes people need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for and, sure. And maybe she was, like she said, it was all deliberate. Mm-hmm. I knew this. I've been preparing for this for 10 years. It just fucking baffles me. I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Try and help people's home, maybe, yeah. before you commit murder. Half the time at home, a bit of yeah. respite or something. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? So, um, Samsonova had a neighbour that she was really close to uh, for about 15 years, and she recalls a steady flow of tenants until mm. five years from the case. Right. She used to rent that room out. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and she said, we often saw young men or girls who lived in her flat. I asked her why she didn't find a job instead of renting a room, but she said she was sick and had medical papers to prove it. Mm. So were these medical papers to do with their mental health? And if she was instit- like put away for three times yeah. because of her mental health and, and treated, who was keeping an eye on it? Who... Mm-hmm. And it was 2015, so who was looking after Yeah, right. What is there, like... It's not back in the 60s when no. there was no help. There is Who is monitoring this woman mm-hmm. with, uh, who, whose husband has now disappeared and is now living on her own? Yeah, right. Okay, and she also said it was obvious that Tamara was a bit strange. For example, she would go out barefoot in a dressing gown. I do I that. do that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? In winter. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, she liked to go out and buy food at night because she said that was when she liked to eat. Yeah, me too. Yeah. She thought people came into her flat when she was out and cut up her clothes. I don't do that. No. But when I suggested calling the police, she panicked and said that she, they couldn't help. She'd chat about normal things and then a minute later she would switch to sounding crazy. Psychosis. So again, that goes back to mm. my theory of psychosis because yeah. somebody very close to me had an episode of psychosis and one minute they make complete and utter sense mm-hmm. and they can see that the things around them are completely normal yeah. and then the next minute, I mean, it must be terrifying. For sure. Like, so maybe that's what it what it yeah. was. That's my um that's my sort of yeah. analysing. Her neighbour also revealed that Samsonova had borrowed a handsaw from her ten years earlier, but she'd never returned it. Oh. Although okay. she insisted that she had. Mm. Mm. Yeah, what? And a handsaw was found in Yulanova's apartment. Yeah, right. Uh, a close friend of Yulanova said that she had taken Samsonova in temporarily while her apartment was being supposedly refitted refitted and after not seeing her friend for some time that was when she called in on her yeah and what she said was was that she saw Yulanova's mobile and landline handset but both were dead mm. her documents were there including her passport and she thought to herself where she where could, where could she have gone for so long but Tamara just said that there's no need to call the police and she just wanted to carry on living there for a while so remember I um told you earlier that her neighbour said that Tamara told her that story Uh about her friend when she knocked on the door. So what she actually said was, I asked Tamara if she thought Valentina was dead and she told me a weird story about getting up to make tea at 2am and finding Valentina unconscious with her drink in the corridor. But she went back to to her drink and when she came back, Valentina was gone. That's really weird. What I find really strange is that she just sort of like took that answer. Yeah. I know Surely you'd like, cry a bit more, wouldn't you? Yeah, I know she informed like the police before, but like, I'm not being funny. But if one of my neighbours went missing and I was getting like bullshit stories from yeah. this known strange person, uh-huh. I would pick up the phone to right. the police. Yeah. <laughs> so, the investigators find themselves in a really unusual situation mm-hmm. because they have a confession to multiple murders. She confessed to a total of 14 murders. Wow. What the fuck? But this confession is from a woman with questionable sanity and they have no evidence that she is responsible for the killings. No, right. And little chance of finding any evidence because the block of flats where Samsonova lived for 40 years used to face waste ground. Right. And in recent years, the site has been developed. So the chances of ever discovering precisely what or who lies buried under those new buildings, it would be near impossible. Yeah. That's really obscure. Like, how coincidental that there would be a waste ground where they lived. Yeah. Just, mm. 
Yeah. And so Tamara, just mm-hmm. a little bit about like sidebar here, but it, she was said to idolise, there's a Russian serial killer called Andrea Chikatilo. Mm-hmm. So hard one to say. But he was active from 83 till 1990 and he killed over 50 people. <gasps> Jesus Christ. He was a mutilator. Yeah. I know, right? And he was actually executed. So he was um, active until 1990, and mm-hmm. it only took them four years to execute him. They Jesus. executed him in February 1994. Yeah. But she idolised him, thought he was great, um, and he mutilated his, his victims. I don't understand that. Just a little more of a side note. There's someone on Instagram that says, like, you know, Richard Ramirez? Yes, yep. Uh, yeah. He just creeps me out. I yeah, can't look he at him. is weird, isn't he? Strange looking. There's like an account on Instagram that's like, love Richard Ramirez, and everyone's like, oh, I love him so much. Like, he's a fucking murderer. Yeah. Like, and not to mention the fact that his face is like horrifying. Why, why, why do people idolise him? I don't know. There's nothing. It's not like Ted Bundy where he was good looking in quotation marks. Yeah. He was just disgusting. Like, <laughs> even to look at. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, if you could see a picture, I'll put, I'll put one up yeah. um, on our Instagram of this and Andrea. He is terrifying to look at. He's like what you imagine when you think of a serial, serial a killer. Russian serial killer. Uh-huh. Like you know how they, they just look a certain way, and he's yeah. just got dark eyes. Is yeah. there? There's nothing there. No, no, I get you. So a judge ruled that Samsonova's mental illness absolved her of her crime, and she was sentenced to life inside a psychiatric hospital after being diagnosed with. Paranoid schizophrenia. Mm. What? Why? Why did it take them so long to diagnose her with that, treat mm. her, and maybe these things might not have happened? Right. It said previously, it, it was said that she was treated three times. For mental health. Y- you know. <sighs> Jesus. So, this hospital is called Kazan Special Psychiatric Hospital, and it uses a prison regime to keep prisoners in line. Mm. Just like another sidebar, like Kazan used to be a prison for in Soviet era. Okay. And they used to put people in prison that there mm-hmm. where when they were disagreeing with the Soviets, yeah. like propaganda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, free speech. You get locked up in this horrendous mm-hmm. prison. As soon as you say Russian prison, I think like a concentration camp type yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so do I. So do I. Into my head, uh, and this this uh, psychiatric hospital, I had a nosy mm-hmm. and a little delve, and they've had some really damning reports. Yeah, um, but that is where she was sentenced to. Police say that they investigated Tamara Samsonova for fourteen murders, one of which was said to be her husband, and the rest to be those tenants that just kept on coming. Mm-hmm. And she admitted to all fourteen yeah. of those murders. I mean. You know, it wasn't like it was an Airbnb, was it, where you can put reports, you know. And if you've got a steady stream of tenants that, mm-hmm. you know, students, people that need to rent a room which is yeah. cheaper, maybe not so many people looking for these 14 people that she murdered. Yeah. Sure, it sounds really stupid, but I would never rent a room from somebody. No. Never. No. We're going to an Airbnb, like, I don't know, in a couple of weeks, and I always put entire place. Because I'm not sharing no room with nobody. Yeah. And how many locks has a door got? Exactly. Right. <laughs> well, apparently it's quite a rough area, so that means I'm locking all the fucking doors. <laughs> yeah, no. But no, I couldn't do it. Could not do no. it. No. I don't no. like the thought of showering, like, 
in the same shower as somebody else. I know, obviously, in hotel rooms and stuff yeah. you do, but... Yes, no, I know what you mean. And also, it's just like, do I make small talk with this person? Yeah. Do I have to be a friend? Do I act like a serial killer so they leave me the fuck alone? Yeah, do, <laughs> how do I get to be left alone? Yeah. And you know, I think I would, I would feel very encroached on, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be able to rent out a room either. No. Because I would just be thinking, you're a These serial killer. These people are in my house, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Sorry, tangent. No, 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 not at all. So, um... Tamara Samsonova is still in that psychiatric hospital now. Oh, wow. Do you know what comes into my head as soon as you say, this person's still locked up in, I'd be like, oh, I wonder if I could write them. What, write to her? Yeah. Wow. I know. That would be so interesting, wouldn't it? It's just like an internal head thing. It just comes in one side and out the other, and then I just don't think about it again. Yeah. But as soon as you say, oh, they're still alive, I'm like, oh, maybe I could write to this person. Yeah. I wonder how many people, like, actually do that, though. Yeah. And write to... to. I'd love to. Uh, do you, I know this this because I'm really weird. I want to go and visit that that mm-hmm. psychiatric hospital because it says you know it's a specialised psychiatric hospital and uses a prison regime. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, right. What is th- what is that? Mm. That sounds like something a PR expert has put together. Yeah. Because, like I said, I read some really damning reports on that mm-hmm. that psychiatric hospital and what it used to be as well. Yeah. It's disgusting. Um, she was. I just think it's really odd mm-hmm. that she. Got rid of her husband. Yeah. What the fuck? And then just started, like, killing people. Just and dismembering randomly. them. Yeah. There is an actual CCTV video, which I will put on yeah. in our Instagram. I remember seeing that. Of her coming down the stairs with the saucepan. Yeah. And dragging what is quite clearly mm-hmm. a body in a... A part of a body in a bag. Yeah. And she goes up and down and up and down. Yeah. It doesn't... Is it, oh, I don't know if I'm making this up. Isn't there one point where someone stops and chats to her? Don't know if I'm making that up. No, a report... Uh, what, do you, what do you mean when she's under arrest? Or? No, no, no. When she's, like, on the surveillance. I don't know if I I'm making that I didn't, up. No, I didn't see anybody stop and, and talk to her. Uh, must have been making it up or dreaming. <laughs> I mean, I just can't believe that nobody, like, looked into the disappearance of her husband. Especially, like, 2003. That's what, you know... Yeah. It's the noughties. And I just... I find that find really that, strange. You know, she's 68 years mm-hmm. old. I suppose serial killers not aren't always but are usually younger people yeah so you don't i mean i don't know but if she's been killing for all this time yeah maybe she, like she was a bit younger when she started but mm-hmm. again she just doesn't fit any like profile criteria that, uh, that no we usually look at when we're looking at serial killers because first of all she's female yeah uh it's she's in out. russia yeah which you know we always like get to hear more about the american stories i yeah, think and do. uh rather than anything else which is why i like going searching for obscure yeah strange you know like like into kaifek you know yeah. bit different yeah mm-hmm. um i just find i have to find it interesting but i just what really does bother me the most probably about this case is the mental health side yeah because why wasn't there's a real failure of duty of care yeah you know the more stories that i listen to the more there seems to be mental health behind mm-hmm. like a trail of it just yes. following people yeah, unless they are absolutely evil, but even then, you know, they've got to have something psychiatrically yeah. wrong with them mm-hmm. to think that it's okay. Yeah, people do like brain scans of people that are like serial killers and people that are normal, and you can see a difference in their brain. Yeah, brain mass. There's a doctor different. actually that um, pioneered that, mm. and he actually took the test himself. Oh wow! And he had the serial killer. Yes. <gasps> wow. He just chooses not to use it. So there, then you go back to asking your the question. Mm. You know, nature, nature. Yeah, right. A lot of um, they found find so I don't think that a lot of serial killers had head trauma as yeah. a child. Yeah, Fred West had 
a lot of head trauma. Yeah, a lot of the stories that I've listened to, a lot of head trauma is involved, especially yeah. in males, young males. Yeah. Look at the head scans. You can find them online. Yeah, yeah, it's I have. Really interesting. Yeah. I expect you'll be doing things like this in college, won't you? Yeah. In your criminology class. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when I go to uni, I think probably yeah. more so. Yeah, I just I find it like fascinating. But yeah, Tamara Santanova did not fit the Mm-mm. profile whatsoever. I think that uh, potentially a lot of lives could have been saved. Yeah, if her mental health was taken care of. I think a lot of that is with a lot of people though. Things could have been prevented, like the case of Jessica Lunsford. Yes, that whole case could have been completely prevented. Yeah, if one thing happened differently. Yeah. It's like the butterfly effect, isn't it? That sort of thing. I don't know how, like, social services, if they have, mm-hmm. you know, a Russian version of that. Yeah. But without any family to check in, yeah. to wonder where you are, you know, she was able to just get rid of it. But she was married to her husband for 40 years. Yeah, Over right. 40 years. What made her one day just be like, bye? Well, bye. maybe she was standing in, he was standing in her doorways, yeah. being tall and annoying. Yeah. That's one reason. Is that passive aggressive? Mm, a little bit. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I just it no. to me. I, I'm just like, why? Why did you? What made you do that? Yeah. And was that your mental health? Were mm-hmm. you having a delusion? Did you think he was bad? Because another thing that I wanted to make as well is that when police searched her home, um, she had written in her diary in English, German, and Russian. Wow. Yeah. And she was really into like black magic and um, witchcraft, yes, sort of thing. that sort of thing. Yeah. And, then, and I'll put a picture up as well of um, her flat, okay, or where she was staying, yeah, and the mess that. that it was in. You mm-hmm. can see like how chaotic it is, yeah, like with somebody with really bad mental health. Yeah. So she's where she needs to be now, mm-hmm. but maybe with a bit more due care, mm-hmm. we could like they could have saved some lives, yeah. And that is the story of Tamara Samsonova, a.k.a. Mm. The Granny Ripper. That was really interesting. It was. I really enjoyed that. Good, yeah. I enjoyed telling it. And like I say, I mean... It's a bit quirky. Like, it shouldn't be, but it is a little bit. Yeah. It's just a bit out there. And it's not really sort of, like, well-known. And I just... I really, really enjoyed, like, looking into it and going... I mean, I could spend hours, and I don't know about you, but I could write hours and hours and hours of content, but you have to kind of get it down. Yeah. I just want to show you a picture of her in a minute. I'll just... um, I'll send it over to you. I just want you to see a picture of her face. Oh, fuck off. Do you know what I mean? She looks so scary. Do you like, know what, I, what the fuck? Don't even. Like, fucking. your gran, when you think of your gran, your gran that you go and see, yeah. like, don't you just, like, think of, like, a lovely... Little cutesy... Yeah, like... There she is, look, taking that saucepan. So, in the saucepan, I forgot to say this... Was a head. Was a boiled head. Oh, my God. So, she cooked body parts as well. Jesus. I know. Like, I'm not even joking, she's fucking petrifying. I was, like, peering around the side of my laptop... There's so many photos of her being like interviewed online. Yeah. There's um some really interesting pages of her diary and you can see how like it's written and like she's circled things. Again, to me it just all screams mental health. Mm. I'm guessing she was dubbed the Granny Ripper because of the dismemberment of bodies. Yeah. Um I just think it sounds funny. It does sound funny. Uh it's almost quirky. It is. So yeah, there you go. Fuck. Another week done. I wish you would have shown me that photo. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so crazy. At least it's not dark and you haven't got to walk home. Yeah, that's true. That's normally the case. She's like, oh my God, guess what happened in the dark the other night? And I'm like, don't even fucking tell me because I've got to walk home. I like, don't. 
down, down uh, Murder Avenue. Yeah. Look at this. Sorry, I'm just showing Tamika a video of this old lady. I mean, we will put it on Instagram. Yeah, by definitely, the way. because it's just like it's so obvious. It's like she's just again, she just mental health. Care. Like she's not. To me, she doesn't come across as malicious. No. Like she's got a little headscarf on. Yeah. She's just getting on with her. She could yeah. be taking the bins out. Yeah. But there she is. Murder, murder, crime, crime. Fucking weird murder. Anyway, so should we move on? Let's move on. I'm really looking forward to just because you've been so excited to mm-hmm. be telling me all about what's going on. Yeah. So, um, tell me what are you doing this week. Okay. I'm going to tell you the most weirdest story. <laughs> the most like head fucking story. It's not on self. Don't worry. <laughs> Of Michael and Dahlia Dopolito. Oh, have no I idea. I know. No That's idea. Why I'm so excited to tell you. Okay, your face says it all. <sighs> okay, this is like just so interesting. There's so many plot twists with it. Is there? Yeah. Love a good plot twist. Love a good Love plot weird twist. as well. I'm yeah. really weird. Mm-hmm. I'm, I use all my own weird. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say that you're weird? <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm really excited. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Okay. Figuring out whether or not you want to spend the rest of your life with someone could be really difficult, right? For sure, definitely. Many people would agree that one of the most important parts of a relationship is trust, loyalty, commitment. Definitely. So what if you found out that the person you committed your life to wasn't as committed to you as you once thought? Yeah, I'd be pissed. Mm. And worried, I think. So, stay tuned and you will find out what happened to this couple that weren't quite as committed and as loyal as it seems. (gasps) Okay. So Michael Dopolito was an extremely wealthy man. He was married, but he became rich because he successfully ran a foreign currency investment scam, uh, which earned him hundreds of thousands of dollars. Michael was a convicted former con man released on probation five years before meeting Dahlia Mohammed. Okay. So, Dahlia Mohammed worked as a professional escort before meeting Michael. While living in Boynton Beach, Florida, in late 2009, Michael had hired Dahlia for sex through an escort service. Okay. Bearing in mind he was married. Whatever. Eventually, the two met, and that's when they fell in love. So, Michael divorced his wife, and they dated for a year, until Michael's divorce with his first wife finalised, only five days later they married. (gasps) So, real quick... That is quick. Yeah. You're even allowed to do that, obviously you are. Well, I think as soon as the divorce goes through, I think you're kind of allowed, aren't you? Yeah, you have to get a document called um, the Decree Absolute, and that means that's the final of your divorce. But five days, yeah. I mean, honestly... They must have planned that. <laughs> get married once, that's enough. Yeah, right. I would, I would never, ever get married again. Mm-mm. We always said... Brian said, oh, we'll renew our vows on our 10-year anniversary. I am not planning another party. I'm not doing it. If he wants to do that, that's entirely up mm-hmm. to him. But to marry somebody five days after they've got divorced, like, that sounds like infatuation to me, like lust. Lust, for that sure. That bit at the beginning where you just like, head. I need to be with this person all the time and yeah. I need to eat you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I felt at the beginning. Now I'm yeah. like, get out. <laughs> Stand in my doorways. <laughs> I love you. On one foot. But get out. Yeah, and stop standing on one foot. You are not a flamingo. Oh. More of a new tang. Hey? It's more of a new tang. <laughs> okay, so the couple's described as sexual and into partying and having fun together. Like mm-hmm. you said, very lustrous. Yeah, it is, that isn't word? it? Like that early. Mm. They both were very much into reality TV. 
but they both really wanted to be in reality TV. So things like Jersey Shore Ugh. that they have in America over here, we've got Geordie Shore and Love Island and all of that. So they really, really wanted to become a cast on reality TV. Stop. Okay. Sidebar. What is your opinion on reality TV? How many people are we going to upset by this? <laughs> oh, Go on, what's your opinion? Triggered. Do you watch it? I watch a couple. When I was younger, I used to love Geordie Shore. I just was obsessed. Okay. When I was about 15. Okay. And I will say my guilty pleasure is Love Island. I can't help it. Okay, this is the end of the podcast because <laughs> I'm kicking Tamika out of the house. Oh, I can't help it. It's just something that there's no drama. Okay. None of my own drama. <laughs> I can sort of sit back and watch other people have drama and judge. That's pretty much what I do. And that is everything that I hate about reality TV. I know. I judge as in like, oh, but she's been a bit sneaky to them. Yeah. And I can, I can judge it almost like it's yeah. a game. Okay. But, so. it, but it's, and that's what I don't like. Yeah. That's, that's people's lives. What yeah. are you doing on there? I know, but then it's their choice, right? Yeah. It's their choice to go on there. They it know is, what they're going to... It is, but did that bloke that committed suicide... That was awful. And wasn't there a girl? Girl, well? yeah. The and girl I don't before. like all the online bullying. No, that's ridiculous. Like... I don't like what it feeds into. No. I don't... I just... And I, I personally, I find it really boring. But I know a really intelligent person, she's got a really stressful job, that actually watches it to, like, dribble. Do you know dribble, what I mean? Like that's just exactly what I do. Switch off. Yeah. It's, like, your version of my... Let's see, I like really bad American dramas. Yeah. Or what I would call really good American dramas <laughs> to dribble at. Yeah. So, really Grey's cheesy Anatomy. stuff. Shut up. <laughs> like, nothing wrong with Grey's Anatomy. Shout out. So... <laughs> Yeah, I just... Yeah, I no, don't get, I get it. it. Like, I used to watch Big Brother. Do you mm-hmm. remember when that first came yeah. out? I watched, like, the first couple of seasons mm-hmm. and then, like, just not bothered. And I, But I know that reality TV is... Me and Ryan used to watch um, The Only Way is Essex when yeah. it first came out. So did I. First because, two seasons. Yeah, I was fascinated. Yeah. It's like, what What are these people doing? Why are they in front of... Same with Gogglebox. I never understood Gogglebox. Oh, okay. Hang on. No, I like it. I love I love, I love it. it. So that is reality... Is that reality? Yeah. Is that classed as reality TV? Yeah. Because... Like, so many people take the piss out of me and Ryan for, like, watching other people watch TV. Yeah, I never understood it. Why would I want to watch somebody else watching something else where I could just go and watch that thing? But now I get it. Yeah, I enjoy it And, like, you really invest in the families. Like, I love the posh couple. Do you? In, that live in the, like, country house. Yeah, yeah. The one that they they call each other Nutty. Giles and the other one. Honestly, every Friday... Steady Nutty. (laughs) It just cracks me up. Guess who I love. Who do you love? Just guess. Um, oh, I don't know. I love the friends, the boy, and the man, and the woman that's sitting there like caravan. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, those done. two, oh, those two are hilarious. I'm done. When he had a face cream. Yeah. Oh my god! Stop! <laughs> I was actually tears were rolling down my face, and my dad doesn't laugh, and he was cracked up. It was fucking hilarious. I think like it's probably a bit shit like having to be told what to watch, but like I said, I mean there was um I don't remember know if you remember, but there was a couple on there called June and yeah I can't remember what the man's called now. Didn't he pass away? Yeah, yeah, that was really sad. But again, they were just you were really invested in them. Yeah. They reminded me of my grandparents. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like, it was really sad and uh-huh. because it's been going for ten years. I can't believe that. I know. I remember when it came out. Yeah, that's when I was like, why the fuck would I want to watch? Do you know what else I really like about it as well? I don't watch TV. Mm-hmm. We don't have a TV. No. Um, but sometimes really good stuff comes out, and I don't know about it because yeah. I'm too busy like Netflix and chill. Yeah. Serial killer drama and chill. Yeah. Exactly. So I watch Gogglebox, and then something like a little clip will come on. I'll be yeah. like, watch that. Yeah. Watch that, and I watch that. Thank uh-huh. you very much. Wow, absolutely cracked up. Yeah. At, yeah. So okay, so I do indulge in like Gogglebox, yeah. but as for like 
Geordie Shore, yeah. The Only Way is Essex. I don't watch that. Love Either Island, all of that stuff. The only thing I watch now, and it's on once a year, is Love Island. Amber fucking hates it. She cannot stand it. She's like, I can't wait for it to finish. But it's a I'm sort team of Amber. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sort of thing I, I, I'm at college, I'm like, oh, this is stressful. Go home, have a bath, put my PJs on, eat a bunch of shit food. Yeah. And just sit in front of the TV. Yeah. It's an hour a night where it's me. Mm-hmm. Amber hates it, my parents don't watch it, so yeah. it's just a bit of me time. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think that's probably why I like it more than actually what's on it. Yeah. Because it's just a bit of time Signifies. that I get for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So sorry for the massive sidebar about <laughs> just like the reality TV thing. Yeah. It, it it does bother me and it bothers me entering my child into this world of Yeah, yeah. You know, like with like YouTube videos and uh-huh. all of that, you know, now all the kids want to grow up to be like YouTube stars. Yeah. And you're like, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, right. <laughs> Go. Okay. So they both had the desire to be on a reality TV show. They loved the thought of the partying all the time and the attention that it would bring and thought it would be so fun. Their marriage appeared to be going so well because Michael Dopolito signed over a large percent of his home to Dahlia, afforded her over $200,000 in plastic surgery procedures, and gifted her over a few thousand dollars worth of jewellery. And in Michael's eyes, I feel really bad for him in this bit, in Michael's eyes, he, he believed providing these things would bring them closer. Like, that's so sad. Don't be buying my love, mate. No. No. I don't like it. I'll give it back. Here you go, mate. I don't... Like, the showering of gifts things, like... Yeah. It's not... I don't know. It makes me feel uncomfortable. You know, treat someone and, uh-huh. like... But that sort of, like, buying of love and hoping that someone will stay around because you've... You spoil them. Yeah, no. It's like, nice to spoil Christmas. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And but, yeah, no. Don't it doesn't have to have money, money signi- Like, it doesn't have to no. be worth loads, but worth something to... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. So, only a month after the couple got married, weird, weird things started happening. So, in 2009, Michael had a knock at his front door to find his probation officer outside. Remember I said that he was a con man? Yeah. So, his probation officer was still outside. However, Michael was really confused because quite a lot of the time he had probation officers coming around. However, this time they said that they wanted to search his home. So, the search had gone on and the officers left empty-handed. A few months later, the police pulled Michael over and said that they had received an anonymous tip that he was dealing drugs out of his car. So the police searched his car and, once again, left empty-handed. Which, by this point, I would start thinking, well, I've searched him twice. Like, Mm. his house and his car, randomly, spontaneously. Like, if he's going to have something, surely it would be in one of those places. It's pretty frustrating for law enforcement because they have to, when they want... They, they get a warrant yeah. it, it's not like to search the whole damn place no. it, it has to be really specific yeah so and like, it takes so long to get a warrant yeah and by that which point you know they could be hiding stuff yeah true if they get a tip off so they searched him twice a bit more than that um, at this point Michael began suspecting that someone was out to get him possibly an ex-associate from his drug dealing history oh okay second tip came in a few months later and they searched his car once again. However, this time they found a little bag of cocaine tucked in a spare tyre, which Michael later claimed that was planted on his truck. So Michael managed to talk himself out of getting arrested somehow. And his suspicion was that someone was out to get him was starting to get more real. Once again, another tip had come in and led police to do another search of their home, finding nothing. Four searches. During the time that Michael and Dahlia's house was continuously being searched, Dahlia was busy concocting a plan. Mm. So, 
Dahlia was a very strange woman, one might say. So, Dahlia used the fact that Michael, as I said, was an ex-conman to her advantage when she began sending naughty texts to her ex-lover, Mike Stanley, trying to convince him to help her get her husband arrested. Hmm? So, four searches, and conveniently, Dahlia was trying to help get Michael arrested and sent back to prison. Why? She allegedly convinced Stanley to impersonate a lawyer and convince her husband he'd completed his probation and to impersonate a doctor to convince him she was pregnant. <gasps> right? What? Yeah. So, Dahlia Dopolito also went to another friend and ex-lover, Mohammed Shahadi, I think I'm saying that right, claiming that Michael was abusing her and that the relationship was moving too fast. She confided in her friend that she needed a way out of the relationship because she was concerned for her own safety and that she wanted his help to do so. She asked Mohammed if he knew anyone who could kill her husband and stated, if you don't do it, I'll have to. So this obviously made Mohammed very concerned for her and reported Dali's request to the police. Well, he did? Yeah. Okay. So if you haven't pieced it together by now... Dahlia was the one leaving anonymous tips in an attempt to have Michael arrested yeah. and Michael was unaware that his wife was planning to have a hitman sent after him. However, the police didn't believe Mohammed because they had no way of confirming that his story was true. But from the conversation that Dahlia had with Mohammed, it put her in contact with a man who lived in the city of West Palm Beach, Florida, who could provide Dahlia with the gun necessary to kill her husband. Mohammed then claimed that he had a hitman who would murder Michael for her, and Dahlia gave him $1,200 and a picture of Michael to give to the hitman. $1,200? Yeah. I wouldn't do it for 1200 uh, 12 grand more yeah, right. I'm killing somebody for, t- for a grand. I know. Bear in mind, that would probably be like £800 to us. No. Yeah. After this meeting, Mohammed set up a meeting with Dahlia and their hitman. Hmm... Surprisingly, this is not the first time Dahlia tried to put her husband in harm's way. Years back, she tried putting antifreeze in her husband's tea in an attempt to poison him. Why? In addition, she even went as far as planting drugs on the top of his car in order to get him arrested. Mm, so... She so wants him gone, then? Pretty much. She wants him gone somewhere, mm-hmm. whether that be prison or whether he, yeah. he, he, he's dead. Yeah. So it's not that she actually wants him murdered, she just wants him gone. So stories like these are the reasons why people have trust issues, right? Even like myself. This should be a wake-up call to some. If you're in a relationship and you feel as if your partner is only wanting you for your financial status and your resources, then you must reevaluate your relationship. How do you think you would know that? I don't know if you would. I don't know. I've, you know, been through, not similar and seen the hitman thing, but (laughs) I've had a partner that's only wanted my money and yeah. I didn't realise I didn't until it got to the point where I was spending I was giving them 40-50 pound a day <gasps> mm-hmm. and I would because I'm me and I would go oh do you want anything from the shop like we all do yeah. like I thought we all did Yeah. and they were like yeah I want this and this and this and this then when they go to the shop they wouldn't even ask like that's when I think I realised. Do you think as well, it's like sometimes it's one of those situations where you don't know it 
while you're in it. Yeah. It's while you're outside of it, you go, oh. or if somebody points yeah. it out to you, you might not always like it. But you believe an element of it. I remember yeah. cancelling my driving lessons. It took me like three years to pass my test because I'd cancel my driving lessons just to buy drugs for people. <gasps> because I thought it would make people like me, so. I'm not having that. No. Okay, fuck yourself, isn't it? Right. <laughs> not your real friends. Sorry, carry on. That's okay. I'm, I'm in it. I'm right there with, with them. Mm-hmm. I want to know what's going on. So, do you remember me saying that Dahlia's ex-lover, Mohammed had contacted the police and they didn't believe him? Yeah. What? What? Why didn't they believe him? Well, that second meeting that Mohammed, Dahlia and the hitman had was actually an undercover nar- narcotics officer, YD Jean. What? Wait, hang on. <laughs> Hold up. Okay. Hey. Um, <laughs> so, you're telling me that the ex-lover met a hitman but was at, that was actually an undercover yeah. narcotics because they didn't believe that Mohammed was telling the truth so they wanted to prove it ah. so they got an undercover copper to act as a hitman yeah. to see if he was being genuine or not oh my god that's terrifying so during this meeting Dahlia actually paid the undercover cop $7,000 to murder her husband this meeting was done like I said to prove her intent even further would strengthen the case against her in the future. Why didn't the police believe him? Why did they think he was making it up? Because it sounded really far-fetched. I guess so. I think... When was this again, sorry? This was 2009. Okay. You would think that they would... Surely, though, you have to investigate any leads that may... I think, because they were ex-lovers, they probably thought, tit for tat. And what... Always mm-hmm. assumption is yeah. the bear, don't assume no. things. And I think, I can, I guess, like in any role, you get into a role and you sort of, I don't know, become lazy. I don't know. Prove. Run with it. Just, just, just try and figure. Prove it's not true. Right. Always be safe, not sorry. Yeah. That's my motto. In life. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the stage hitman would be mic'd up, so he'd have mics and cameras, and was coached through a series of questions that he would ask Dahlia to prove that she was indeed serious about getting someone to kill her husband. During the encounter, the staged hitman asked a very important question that helped law enforcement be sure of her intentions. The hitman asked her if she was sure about getting someone to kill her husband and she responded, and I quote, I am 5,000% sure. This was enough evidence for the police to bring her up on charges and send her to jail, but law enforcement wanted to take this hitman sting a little bit further. So, around the same time this case was in pursuit, the TV show Cops, American TV show? Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, was in the middle of filming. So, the Cops production heard about this incident and began filming the entire situation. So, the plan would be, while Dahlia was at the gym, Jean, slash, undercover cop, would shoot her husband and make it look like a burglary. This sounds made up. I know. It does. Just, sorry. Cops were filming. Yeah. They saw all of this unfolding and decided to film it. Yeah. Only in America. I mean, with, you know, the help of the police. It wasn't just a, oh, I'm just going to be sneaky and record. Oh, okay. But yeah, they got in with the police. Oh. Yeah. Is it, again, only in America. Right. Let's, let's turn this into a bit of entertainment. Yeah. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great, okay. but... Yeah, okay. So, wow. on that day, on the day that the plan was supposed to unfold, mm-hmm. the police came to Michael and Dahlia's home in the early morning while Dahlia was at the gym and told Michael that he had to come to the station with them for his own safety. At the station, they had Michael watch and listen to the clips from the set-up meetings with Dahlia. Oh, I was devastated, I bet, wasn't he? This was when Michael reported 
that he noticed money had started going missing and that the drugs were planted on his truck. He also mentioned that Dahlia stole over $100,000 from him. Oh, my God. So, while Michael was being brought back to the station, Dahlia Doppelito... I hope I'm saying that right. I keep having it with Dipolotto. Okay. But I'm sure it's Doppelito. Yeah. Not sure. Dahlia would be called to her house immediately. When Dahlia arrived at home, she was told that there was reports of a disturbance and shots and that Michael was found dead and a witness saw a black male running from the scene. So they set it all up? Mm-hmm. <gasps> wow. Law enforcement would then capture her reaction on camera and analyse the footage to see if she was genuinely devastated after hearing that her husband was dead. Now I have an audio clip for you to listen to. Okay. I'm Sergeant Ramsey. I'm, I'm the one that called you. Thank you for coming. I'm sorry to call you. Listen, we had a report of a disturbance at your house and there were shots fired. Is your husband Michael? Okay, I'm sorry to tell you, ma'am. He's been killed. No, 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 he's, no. he's been killed, ma'am. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Listen. No, no. Try to calm down. No, Listen, no, right now what no, we do, we need to get you to no, the station. No. We need to get you to our police station. I, want to see I can't let you stand, ma'am. We have to do our job. If you want us to find his killer, okay? We need you to calm down. I'm gonna need you to go with these detectives, okay? Does he have enemies? Is there anyone that would want to hurt him? Okay, who would want to hurt him? Witnesses said they saw a black male running from me. I can't let you see him, ma'am. Ma'am, I cannot do this right now. Ma'am, I can't do it. Detective Yopi, I need you. I need you to take her to the station. So you just saw the video. What are you thinking? That she would win an Oscar. I know, She's right? got the shaking going on. Yeah. She's got the tactile thing with the officer going yeah. on. She's got the, the, she's saying all the right things. I want to see mm-hmm. him because that's exactly what I, I would just want to be next see. to Ryan. That, that's the bit that I'm a bit, mm. Oh, really? Yeah, because, okay. yeah, I agree. I would like to see him. But if you planned this, you'd want to make sure that he's actually dead, right? Oh, yeah, de- definitely. That's why she's doing it. Yeah. But she's got the, the she, yeah. I want to see What you would take from the know that she'd hired a hitman was that, she wants to be with her husband yeah right but because we know we, we're thinking okay so she just wants to make sure he's dead yeah um she wants to see see the proof yeah. make sure her money's paid for what she paid for yeah uh but she definitely has the acting right. down she's and she's really beautiful as well yeah, she it's is. nice to be able to put her face to her yeah name, actually so i've just showed her in the video however obviously because it's a podcast and you know we're not any video editing thing Gross. yeah um i'll just play the clip but you can actually find it on youtube if you want to see the people yeah sure but yeah she's definitely got that acting yeah. down you, you can't see her face like for tears or anything no the video is not clear enough but she's definitely saying mm-hmm. all the right things doing yeah. all the right things you know for sure so capturing the footage on tape would aid in the police's argument that dahlia's emotions were not genuine as well as true to someone who just lost the love of their life why why, why are they... Right. Like, what, 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 based on what? I know. What is that? I know that she is in the wrong, and I know, like... And everybody knows, but... but what, how, can the, how can you say that's not true? And you can't say, yes, but I've been a police officer for this amount of years, and this is how people usually react. No, no there is can't. no usual. You can't do that. The thing is, is, if she didn't concoct this plan, and he actually had been murdered, would they have said that then? Exactly. Is it because they've got that they bit know of... It. That nugget of information? Yeah. So, yeah, okay. So, once... Dahlia was told that her husband had died. The police brought her into an interrogation room and brought the man who the witnesses saw fleeing the scene. Bear in mind, you can actually see this footage on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Just tell you a little bit about it. The guy comes in in handcuffs, so they did it really well. Okay. The guy comes in in handcuffs and they say to her, have you seen this man before? And she says, no, I've never seen him before. 
Bear in mind, he's the one that had, mm. they had set it up with. So they told her that he's the one that killed Michael, and Dali said that she'd never seen him. And she was then informed, and I quote, he is an undercover police officer and you are going to jail. <gasps> is that what they said? Yeah. Oh my God. This is when she puts her head in her hands and begins to cry. Like she, actual this time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shortly after, Michael was brought in alive and well. That must have spun her all right out. And her husband has stood there and looked at her in disgust. And I've actually got a recording of this as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, I want to see it, I want to see it. Okay. Oh, my God. Who's alive? Come here, please. Come here. Mike, come here. Come here, please. Come here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? I didn't do anything I heard you. Mike, come here, please. Come here. Busted! Mm-hmm. What an idiot. Yeah. Sorry, but right. come here, come here, please. Oh, yeah. As like, if he's going going to like she. I know. He's just found out that she's like hired a hitman. Right. I would be doing a lot more than looking at my husband in disgust. Yeah. I'll tell you that now. Like, wouldn't you just be devastated though? Yeah, like, I really really feel for him. It's money related, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. She was an escort, wasn't she? And I'm not judging and I'm not putting labels on anybody. No. But for somebody that doesn't have a proper job, I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, again, I'm not judging. But for money, somebody that has to rely on sex work. Right, exactly. So I'm not, you know, judging, but that must, it must be good for her to be with someone with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For the first time, maybe she wasn't, she didn't have to rely on you know, selling herself. No. She could just be looked after by her, by her husband. Yeah. Why she wasn't just satisfied with that, I'll never know. I know, right? And he was a handsome guy. He was really he? was, yeah. I'm going to look for a picture of him in a minute. Yeah. Okay. So when Dahlia was arrested, shortly after the setup, Michael received a call from Dahlia claiming that all of the videos weren't true and she's innocent in the whole thing. You can find that clip on YouTube, but it was 10 minutes long, so I didn't want to put everything sure. in the episode. So, come to trial. This is so fucked up. When she went to trial, Dahlia claimed that she and her now ex-husband had set up the entire scene as a stunt. They were hoping to post the footage on YouTube and get on reality TV. And then they thought it would be best if everything was recorded on cameras of real undercover police officers. So she said. What? Mike said, and I quote, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I was surprised. Right? Like, what the actual fuck? And also, why make up a story like that? Because he's obviously not going to go along with it. <laughs> he's going to turn around and be like, uh, no, we didn't. Yeah, right? Fucking delusional. So, prosecutors believe that she wanted control of the couple's townhouse and her husband's savings. The case gained national attention when Boyton Beach Police video from the investigation went viral on the internet and she was featured on the TV show Cops and 2020 which I've never heard of 2020 but I've heard of cops that's good 2020 is good is it yeah so Boyton Beach's cooperation with cops has been like one of the key parts of the defence as her attorneys argued that detectives manipulated her and their investigation to play the cameras bollocks sorry but no yep so the prosecutor said that while theatre should not be a part of the law enforcement and the investigation wasn't perfect, he believes that the detective saved his life. For sure! Yeah, right? Like, 
For sure. Imagine if that was just one other person. Like, it wasn't an undercover cop. Imagine if, you know, her ex-lover Mohammed didn't call the police. Look, there's all these, like, strange little things that happened along the way that, thankfully, like, he got to have his life. Because... What? This is crazy. So, Judge Glenn Kelly imposed the sentence on Dahlia. He was convicted of solicitation of the first-degree murder. Yep. She was recorded on video and audio in 2009 as she had plotted to have Michael killed, telling an undercover detective she was 5,000% sure and wanted her husband dead. So, Kelly said that Dahlia acted in a cold and calculated manner. Also, this particular crime was committed not in an unsophisticated way, but in a sophisticated way in a calculated fashion, Kelly said. Mm. There was a plan put in place by Dahlia Doppelito to kill Mike, the evidence showed that Dahlia may have been manipulating two other men in effort to kill her husband. Quite obviously, right? Totally. Neither DiPolito or her family showed any reaction when the sentence was handed down. Which I find really weird. Yeah. Like she was screeching and everything in, in those two clips I you know, I put in. What and she just she just gave no Yeah. Maybe she was doing the whole oh I'm not gonna give you the satisfaction. Thing is, love. You You're tried to have your yep. husband murdered. For and money. you got caught. Mm-hmm. Because you felt entitled to his yeah. money. Or something. Yeah. And you got caught. And now you're going to go to prison for it. Look, why this would have been, yeah. had to be dragged out. She was not I'm pretty sure. by the cops at all. I'm pretty sure if she asked Mike. He'd already given her fucking 200 grand for facial. Yeah. Cosmetic. Cosmetic surgery. surgery. Like surely if he, she just asked for a little bit of money. I'm sure he probably would have just given it to her. Agreed. Yeah. Takes over. Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, did, did they have any children? They didn't have any children, did no. they? No. No. Thank God. God. In 2011, the first trial commenced. Dahlia was found guilty of solicitation to commit first-degree murder and was sentenced to 20 years in prison. The lawyers later appealed this ruling because one of the jury members had been misinformed that Dahlia was planning to kill Michael with antifreeze. You know, beforehand. This made the original trial irrelevant and they had to begin a second trial. In the second trial... Dahlia's defence attorney claimed that Dahlia was victim of police entrapment, that the police set her up and that she was innocent. The police were working with the show cops during the case and they claimed that they were framing her to get an entertaining episode and to continue working with the show. Oh yeah, that's their one, yeah, definitely, I'm sure that is exactly, exactly. what they went to work to do <laughs> that day. Not to save a man's life no. from being killed by his wife. I know. No, no, that's what Fucking they were doing. Brutal, isn't I it? really hate it in, like, especially in America, where... Like, they just twist the law so much. Like yeah. I said, you tried to kill, have your husband killed. Yeah. Why have you got a defence? And what's this entrapment bollocks about? I know, right. You said that you wanted him killed. Yeah. 5,000%. Or in prison. How, was, how would you have been manipulated into that? Because sat yeah. here right now, no one could manipulate me into having <laughs> my husband killed. No, right? Well, no. Oh. <laughs> she does sort of on one leg. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, so it's I just weird. It is. It, I just hate all of this like twisting of the law. You did it. Yeah. The jury was split 50-50 and it was declared a mistrial. It had been eight years at this point since what? Dahlia was first caught and had been on house arrest the entire time. She was allowed to stay at home? No freaking way. Third trial, 2017. Funny what money can buy you, isn't it? I know. Bear in mind, this all happened in 2009. The first trial was 2011. In 2017 now... <gasps> Oh my god. Dahlia was finally found guilty of solicitation to commit first degree murder. She was sentenced to 16 years of prison, but is only required to serve eight years as she was on house arrest for eight years already. 
Uh, so how long did she spend in actual prison? Um, eight years. Because she served eight years in prison and eight years on house arrest. Sixteen years. Quite happy saying my my ass for eight years. Yes, so could I. Like, I'm sorry, but that's not a strong enough punishment for trying to. Well, Mike says, and I quote: "People will say you're lucky to be alive. I guess, but I can't get to that because I had to deal with this nonsense for nine years. Obviously, referring to the three trials." I like how he calls it nonsense. Yeah, I had to deal with this issue. Yeah, you know, just that my wife wanted me killed. Yeah. So, Dahlia was sentenced to 16 years in prison in 2017. She attempted to appeal her sentence earlier this year, which a request which the Florida Supreme Court rejected without comment mm. on September 4th. Wow. Yeah, so, what are you think? That was just, like, mm-hmm. so, so odd. Like, you see why I was so excited? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I really, like, enjoyed all the twists and turns. Yeah, and I'm glad so that it wasn't, like, murder, murder. And it could yeah. have been. It could yeah. have turned out so horrible. For just once, one it's thing. actually nice to hear a story that had a, a okay good ending. ending where yeah. actually someone's life was saved. Yeah. Uh, because, see, the thing is, we've just done a case where we're set, all I talked about through the whole thing was why wasn't anyone doing anything? Yeah. And then, when they actually do do something, they get accused of entrapment. I know. The police are in a really difficult predicament, I I think. And I do really feel for police because, you know, one day they can't do anything right. Oh. Then the next day, everything they do is wrong. No, that's the same thing. (laughs) Do you see, like, that thing on Facebook where somebody had put up a photo of those policemen having a coffee in, in, like, Costa or Starbucks and was like, oh, to go and do your job or something like that? Oh, fuck off. Do you know how how much shit they put up with? I know. Do you know what really fucks me off? And I don't have a right to judge, but self-inflicted drinking, self-inflicted drugs. You know, police are dealing with way too much. Way too much. And police, theoretically, shouldn't be dealing with mental health. It's they a should have, issue. Yeah, it's they should not. have a mental health worker alongside the police. We all know that. It's never going to happen. They're just like social workers. Yeah. You know, you think of like the like 999 calls that you know, you've know listened to mm-hmm. on the programme and stuff, and... You know, they're just getting called out lonely people, yeah. elderly people. Which is sad. People with mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, Rather than actual domestic abuse and murder crime. and, yeah, actual full-on crime. You know, locking people up because they're rolling around in the street. I know. Right. It's ridiculous. It is. It, and, but they shouldn't be there in the first place. Right. And I think, you know, I know we have, like, alcohol anonymous and help and stuff, but people don't always know where to get the help from. If people got don't, like want some, to help themselves, some, yeah, especially the ones that are out like rolling around in the road, pissed up because they think they're having a great time. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I had my fair share of I was gonna say, don't even fucking stop. <laughs> but I've never had an had to have no. an ambulance called for me. I've never drunk that much that I needed an ambulance. No, not nor me. I did tear my cruciate ligament once while out. That's and a bit had different. Been drinking. That's a bit different. Yeah, so I needed an ambulance then, but. Yeah, that's different. Not because I'd been... Do you know what I no, mean? No, no. And, yeah, I completely... I can remember being outside of what used to be uh, Euphoria mm-hmm. and a nightclub. This absolute douchebag thinking it was hilarious to run up a police car, but more for him because he ran up it, broke his leg. Nice. And it was great because, for once, the police just, like... You sit they just got out quite slowly. I don't freaking blame them. No. You know, can you imagine if you picked up these people in the street for being drunk and disorderly mm-hmm. and then go, right, now you owe me £600 for the ambulance ride. Right. 
you're so lucky that somebody will come and pick you up off the road. Yeah. No. I was listening, there was an advert on TV or on a YouTube channel the other day, I can't remember what, what it was, but they, they were like, f real, but stupid 999 calls, like, d like they were saying, don't call the police, if you've got a non-emergency, call this number. And one of them was like, uh, uh, my battery's died, on, I've lost my bank card, I can't get home, can you give me a lift? Yeah, yeah, I've heard these. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, go and fucking walk, you lazy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think I'm like... Especially like nine 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 and nine one one operators get enough like credit. No, they don't. There's um a hashtag called I am nine one one, and I know it's American, but uh -huh. um it's really interesting and sad. Yeah, they they all write write um wrote write calls that have stayed with them. Yeah. Oh my god, some of them are harrowing, and uh -huh. to take call after call after call for your heart like. Okay, it's not frontline, but you're the first person. Yeah. And all you've got is your voice mm -hmm. to, to help somebody over the phone. You don't have your hands. You don't have, like, a, you know, any tools. You don't have no, any I equipment. I was watching Pride of Britain Awards one year, and it was awful. There was a little girl and her brother, really young. They must have been, like, I don't know, eight and six. And the person, the, you know, 911 or 999 responder, had to tell them how to do CPR on their mum. Yeah. Oh, that was horrific. And yeah. they did it. And they, I think they saved her. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But again, aren't we so lucky that yeah. we can pick up our phones and dial that number? Yeah. Did you know in America that 999, no, 911 wasn't, like, invented, wasn't a thing until, like, the 90s? Wow. I know. See, I, was I really remember shocked. watching TV programmes and they used to, like, their local police station used to shut. Yeah. After a certain time. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I well, can't believe that. You know, it's on at the moment. I stopped watching it because... It was getting on my nerves, but the White House murders. Yeah, um, I don't think it's done particularly well. Mm -hmm. But when he makes the call, it's to the police station. Yeah, like the phone, like not nine nine nine. No, and that was back in eighty three, eighty four, mm -hmm. or eighty five in the eighties, early eighties. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit like that in America, where it would just go to the sheriff's office. Yeah, that's and the shot and people are out on call and. You know, if someone, if some Tom, Dick or Harry down the road needed the police and they were there, you couldn't get hold of them. I find that really strange. Like, we are really so lucky to have first responders like that. Yeah. We really And are. people that, ch like, choose to do that job. Yeah. Like, I would heroes. love to do that job. I've, for maybe five years, every time I look for, like, a career change, which hasn't been very often, I'll always look to see yeah. where there is, like, 999 first responders. I would love to do it. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, it's being it's being part of the story, yeah. isn't it? And helping yeah. helping someone, and you know, I don't take kindly to sort of okay. There's bad police work that goes on, of yeah. course, but not everyone's perfect, right? No, and there's police work not. that could have been better and would have saved lives. However, you think about the maybe one in fifty, yeah, that is bad police work, and then you think of the forty-five and fifty that's yeah. great police work. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I just think we're really lucky that people like grow up and go, do you know what, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to yeah. be a nurse, I'm going to be a police officer. You need know, to choose to go and stand out there and protect everybody. And risk their own lives. And risk your own lives. And, you know, ambulance workers, I know a police officer, mm -hmm. um, and him and his partner, you know, they're like ships passing in the night. Yeah. They make it work, because yeah. they're cool like that. But, they hardly see each other. People don't realise, and I did my essay on this the other day, that the police have so much shit they might have oh my God, yeah. marital problems yeah. they could have children they could have sick family members yeah. but we don't see that no. they're just people like us of course they are you know and 
they've chosen to go out and protect us mm-hmm. over staying in with their family and going to work you know somewhere that's easier because yeah. I always say easier doesn't always mean better no no you're right and you know I think it's just to me but I'm, I'm just eternally grateful yeah me too that okay. was so interesting I really I enjoyed that it. and I'm glad that we ended on a bit of a lighter one yeah because um, it was my turn to go first but then I just thought well yours is going to be a little bit well the granny murder ripper. murder yeah <laughs> you know the title kind of gives away two quite quirky episodes really yeah definitely yeah. isn't it funny that like neither of us knew but no. both of us chose to do quite quirky I think we had a couple of like harder ones the last couple yeah they laid heavy on me for a couple yeah. of days I think yeah. definitely I mean the Circleville one wasn't so bad no but you know the other three that we've done before this one have been quite tough so they really are yeah it's been nice to end on something a little bit lighter and something that is positive mike's actually now got a a fiance oh has he i was gonna ask you like where is he now what's he doing no he's moved on and he's found love again with a new woman named gloria and they announced their engagement and are looking forward to their future together wow so it's super nice that he's moved on and can actually trust him okay can actually trust someone yeah right. although that's quite a uh unique it's not like she cheated on him no. and they found out like it's quite a unique situation isn't right. it? right twists and, and turns twists and, and turns so and that's a photo of him he is really handsome yeah he is right. really handsome mm-hmm. yeah and there's lots and lots and lots of interviews with him on okay. youtube so you can go and have a look at them yeah sure like i said i didn't want to put too much outside third-party content in because you can go and search for that if you need to yeah definitely but i thought i'd choose this one because i thought not a lot of people would have heard of it no you know no. i only heard from it from kendore yeah she did a video on it a yeah. couple of years ago and i was obsessed with it i was just like whoa like yeah you know when you're like drooling at something your tongue sticks out and you're dribbling and you're like oh you my just god can't believe yeah that like exactly yeah yeah that was one of those for me so i thought okay. I, mean, I want to cover it yeah definitely so yeah it was really good I really enjoyed it thank you good no thank you so um from the granny rapper <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, fuck. you can tell I'm tired yeah definitely so tune in yeah please write us your stories yeah we want to hear your weird happenings that are going mm. on around you oh and I just wanted to say I put up a poll last night about we thought it would be nice for people to get to know us right yeah and so well. I put <laughs> if they want to I put a poll, either a Q&A, so I thought we could have done like a mini segment at the beginning, ask, answer a few questions. Okay. Or a post on Instagram, like a meet the team, sort of what we like, that sort of thing. And it actually, I think four people yeah. voted for meet the team. Okay. So we'll put up a post soon. Okay. At some point. Mine will go like this. My name is Lauren. I love plants and murder at the end. Pretty much. And coffee. Oh, and coffee. And coffee. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much me. Yeah. That's it. I live in a jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, no. I would really like to. Yeah. To to do that, whatever people want, really. Because I really like knowing the people that I'm listening to. Do you? Yeah. See, I don't. Do you know? No, I like to just like keep it a bit of a mystery. Mm, no. See, I like to know. I don't like to know everything. Yeah. I like to know who they are, where they live, how old they are, a few of their interests, and I also like to know what they like to research, like okay. what sort of crime they like. Because you think it tells something about them. Yeah, I yeah. do. I can, tell, I can tell who a person is by what sort of crime they like. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought that'd be a little bit interesting. Maybe we'll put a few bullet points and put little bits and pieces. Yeah. That'd be really good. Yeah. I would um, 
but yeah, I like to not know too much about yeah, the enough. person, and I'm not sort of like I don't go following them on Instagram. Oh, I, I might do. follow their page, like yeah, their yeah, page, but exactly. I don't want to go like personal. Yeah, don't no. want to go stalking. <laughs> Apart from Kendall Ray and Josh, because they have their own separate channels, so I really enjoy watching them. Mile so, Higher podcast. Uh, it's like a, um, a more of a younger person thing to do. It is, is to watch a podcast on mm-hmm. YouTube. My yeah. brother does it. Does he? And I find it really strange because podcasts are for listeners. Audios. Yeah, are audios. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I could ever get my head around doing like a video. I couldn't do it anyway. I just don't think I'd enjoy it. You know, I'd be staring at the camera I'd like... Because we're sitting here now like comfy clothes. I've got my Post Malone t-shirt on. Oh, You've got your... Pyjamas on. And your David Bowie, Bowie t-shirt. Oh, yeah, Bowie forever. Yeah. And we could just do that. Whereas I feel like if we was on video, we'd have to like sort of hair out and... Really? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'd have to make myself semi-presentable. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, and it just feels more relaxed. Yeah, right. And not like you have to sort of stage everything. No, you've got to sort all the cables out, like, yeah, the table's quite... A mess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, we just went off on a massive tangent then yeah. about, like, quick oh, well. podcasts. Have you got a favourite um, podcast that you like listening to, like, that you tune into every week? Because I'm all about, like, bigging up other podcasts. And I know the ones that I'm bigging up are ones that are really popular mm-hmm. and don't need, you know... I'm not doing it for that. I yeah, just right. really like them. I really like their different mm-hmm. um, styles. So have you, have you got any podcasts? That See, you... I love Mile Higher because, although I love crime, lightheartedly, hardheartedly, whatever, mm. but I also really like unexplained conspiracies. Like, for years, conspiracies were my thing. Like, they were my thing. Yeah. I, I, You could ask me any conspiracy theory and I would tell you an answer like that. I'm just obsessed with it. Yeah. And... They do a lot of conspiracies. They do a lot of, like, um, unexplained things. They do, like, um, an episode called Ponder. Okay. Where you just, like, ponder over something. Okay, yeah. And, yeah, I just really like them. Like, you like that style? Yeah. Yeah, see, I I really like listening to single hosts. Yeah. Which is really funny because I'm doing a podcast with somebody else. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, I like listening to lots of different styles. Mm-hmm. And... I like the really serious ones, like yeah. Case File, Sword of Scale. Sword of Scale, yeah. Um, and then you have lighter ones, like Southern Fried True Crime. Oh, my God, I am obsessed with her and her voice uh-huh. and her logos. And I just... She's brilliant. Yeah, And she's yeah. really good at research. Uh-huh. Like, she really goes deep into her research. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, I really I really like her. But then I really like My Favourite Murder. Yeah, the I've listened host. to a few of them. Like, so different styles for different murder moods. Yeah, right. So, uh, Tamika. Until, until next, next crime. crime.